Welcome to the Pixel Paper Podcast, a series where we get to know the creative processes behind up-and-coming digital artists. My name is Noor, graphic designer and work-in-progress artist, and I'll be your host for this series. On this episode, our guest Mariam reveals how her roots were the key to unlocking her creative business. She takes us on her vibrant journey through her organic art process and shares valuable tips on how to get started in creating your own products. Today's episode is an email interview, read and commentated on by yours truly. So sit back, get comfy, and enjoy. Welcome back to the Pixel Paper Podcast. Today is exciting, and might I say it's a vivid episode, because today we have artist Mariam from Vivid by Mariam. And she introduces herself as a 24-year-old digital artist who lives in London in the UK. And she got into digital art in February of 2020. And she's the owner of her company, Vivid by Mariam, on Instagram and Etsy, both of which will be linked in the description so you can check her out. Now, the reason that I wanted to interview Mariam is because I've been following her for a few months, maybe more than a few months. And the reason I followed her is actually because one of her posts was restoried, what's that called? Reshared on someone's story um, who I follow. And it was a really cool post. It was basically called the Briani wheel of misfortune. <laughs> and I loved it. I mean, it's, it was just so funny and just so kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of desi humor and I clicked on her profile and then I saw that she had more posts which were kind of desi slash South Asian centric but more specifically um, focused on her her roots which is Bangladeshi and so I asked her about her art and how her culture influences her artwork and she says that she went on a trip to Bangladesh in 2020 I'm assuming it was before March. And she said that it was an amazing experience and she saw so much of her culture that she hadn't appreciated before. She says, it was the first time that I truly felt connected to my roots. And then I got into drawing after being bored during lockdown. Initially, it was through traditional art, but that was quite messy. So I moved to digital. It was just a hobby, but became more and more a part of my life as I began to read up on my heritage and reminisce on my experiences as a third-generation Bangladeshi living in the UK. I thought that was quite interesting, and it sounds like it was quite a natural process of how she got into art. And her style is, is also really, really nice. It's very playful, very bright, just such nice colours, and... I really wanted to know how she developed her style to get to where it is now. She says that she's always wanted to establish a consistent style, but it's very difficult to stick to one thing that she likes, which uh, is very relatable. (laughs) She says that I love bright pops of color and cartoony slash sketchy artwork. I first dabbled in realism, but found it was too rigid and stressful in trying to get an exact likeness. And I really, really relate to this. I think, you know, realistic art artists are very admirable, but, you know, it really takes a lot of discipline, I think, to actually get there because it is quite stressful. You know, you have to make it look exactly the same as, as whatever you're referencing. So 
it's nice to have your own style and, and add that in. Anyway, she decided to then take a few classes on Skillshare to learn about different techniques and how to use certain softwares to achieve the look that she wants. And even now, she still jumps between art styles, but she says, I have a stronger brand identity and color palette, which helped me to create my style. And I'm assuming that's quite important when you have, let's say, a brand. Obviously, she has her, her Vivid by Mariam brand. And I think, you know, it's quite obvious in her name, you know, the Vivid kind of stands out and marks her work as, as being of a certain aesthetic. So I guess that helps as well. Obviously, like I mentioned, her artwork is very colorful. So I asked her how she learned about how to use color and what inspires her color choices. She says that if you look through my feed, you'll see that I go through phases in terms of color choices. One week it will be different hues of blue, another week it will be yellows and pinks. And she says that I'm very impacted by my mood and my surroundings, for example, the season or the Netflix series that I've been watching. And she says that I'm all over the place. I want to meet everyone and try everything, so I think it's part of my personality, which is reflected in the loud colors that I use. Her motto is, more is more, which I think is really cool. I think that's really, um, it's really interesting. But she says that she's slowly trying to rein that in to create impactful images that aren't too distracting. To be honest, I kind of like her really bright and vivid aesthetic. I think it's it's really unique and in a way it's it's something which not a lot of artists are kind of happy to do, not happy to do but they they're almost afraid of doing it you know like I've heard some art advice which says don't use saturated colors you know don't stray towards the saturated end of the color wheel but I think Mariam completely defies that that advice um, and I think that's really brave to be honest so in a way, I don't think you should, well, this is my personal advice, but I don't think she should learn to, to rein in the colors, more like just learn how to channel them in a different way so that, you know, the colors are more, I don't even know what I'm saying, honestly. Let's just move on, shall we? Some of her posts I've noticed are quite vocal about certain topics like politics or mental health or personal development. So, I asked her how art is being used as a platform for her to express her views. She says that art is something that should make you think or feel something. And so she finds it therapeutic to turn a long caption into creating art so that it's more easily accessible to other people. And that is something, again, I think is... Something that I don't actually, well, I think I don't do very well because I'm, in a way, I'm a better writer than I am a better artist. I just can write and write and write. So this is something I think I can learn from her. Maybe it comes down to being more of a visual thinker um, versus being a, what's the word for words? Well, being a, a word thinker, whatever that means whatever the word for that is. Clearly, I'm very good with words. Something that Mariam has been doing recently, which has been, it's been really cool to see this journey, is actually releasing her artwork physically and starting to sell on her Instagram and actually really making her business come alive. So I asked her about this process and how did she find that 
process of turning digital art into physical products? Um, and what resources did she learn from in order to um, actually start, get started in doing this? She says that she's found it quite an enjoyable process. And whilst she does create a lot of the products herself at home, she has begun to outsource and she finds this really helpful as she's not so worried about finding the time to stock up. Of course, the designing element is still tricky as she hasn't worked with a lot of suppliers, so it's always kind of nerve-wracking waiting for the products to arrive and praying that they're not damaged or anything. But so far, she's been pleasantly surprised, so I guess you don't try until... Wait, you don't know until you don't try. <laughs> of course, you know, you can always learn from other people's experiences, so if there's anyone listening who wants to start you know, selling physically. I asked her what kind of insider tips she would give to someone who's looking to do this. And she could honestly write a whole essay on this topic alone. Uh, maybe I can get her in for another podcast episode to talk about it. But she started selling on Etsy, I believe. And of course, there are a lot of pros and cons to it. The pros being that you can utilize the tools that Etsy has to reach your target market in order to get more traffic to your site. But the downsides are that they have really exorbitant fees. So, of course, you can, as an alternative, start your own website, which is something that she might consider in the future, but you'll have to do a lot more hard work in trying to market your work. But, of course, the good things about a website are that you can customize it to fit it however you want and personalize the experience, and, of course, there are no fees in, uh, in the transactions. When it comes to actually dealing with suppliers, you should make sure that you use their templates and double, triple check your artwork to make sure you're not um, cutting off anything important, for example, in your bleed and your cut lines. And lastly, she says, don't undervalue your work, which again is something I think a lot of artists are prone to doing because, you know, we think no one's going to buy the work if it's too expensive. But she says that don't try and compete with other sellers and their prices because no one else does what you do. And once you get a customer base, they will come back to your store because your products are unique and they can't be found elsewhere. She says to remember to factor in your labor, materials and equipment as it all contributes to creating that piece of art that you are about to sell. Again, very kind of standard advice, but I think it's really important and it should be emphasized. And definitely I can say that just looking through Mariam's feed, her products are really unique. And I think it's, especially for, for Desis or particularly for Bangladeshis, this kind of work is, is really important because as a ethnic minority myself, it's really kind of rare almost to see ethnic artworks. I mean, it's getting better now, obviously, but it's really nice. Like I, I personally don't follow any other Bangladeshi artists. So I think Mariam's really tapped into a unique um, niche in the market. So I think I think she's going to do great, I hope. I remember one time Mariam shared on her story a comic that she did quite a while ago, I think way back in, in 2020. And it was of these two ants. Um, <laughs> and it was about how you shouldn't overwork yourself or something. Um, it was just so funny and just so relatable. And I asked her if, you know, making comics is a style that she would go back to. And she says that, I mean, she loves to make comics. And initially she was hoping to go down this route because she doesn't see as many artists who cater to people from her background. But she thinks it's definitely 
something that she may do in the future because they're really fun to do and they put a smile on someone's face too and I can definitely attest to that because I really really loved that ant comic. I asked Mariam what does art mean to her and how does it affect her life? She says that she's always been passionate about creating and it's something that is probably genetic because her mom is always putting crafty activities for her um, and her siblings and her dad is obsessed with home DIY. She says that over the years she's tried out a numerous amount of creative activities and seriously she's listed a whole bunch including knitting, calligraphy, photography, graphic design, baking and macrame. I have no idea what macrame is. Is that me being creatively ignorant? I don't know. <laughs> but she says that whatever kind of art it is, it gives her a sense of purpose and also achievement once the piece is complete. Definitely something that I can relate to. It's also a great distraction when she has a lot of things going on, but it can be a wonderful way to relax. Recently, making art and doing creative things has become more frequent as she's constantly thinking of new prints but she only does it when she feels content because she doesn't ever want this to become a chore. Wow, I can really learn from that. <laughs> I could take a leaf or two from your book, Mariam, because I think my art work has become a chore. Like I'm kind of thinking, oh, I need to make an artwork for this thing or I need to post this on my Instagram, otherwise I'm going to lose followers or whatever it is. So yeah, I think it's almost like I've lost that feeling of making art to relax. <laughs> I don't think I, I make art to relax these days. <laughs> so maybe I should learn. I should learn that. Or I should relearn it, should I say. And of course, we have the final question that I've asked to all our guests, which is, remember a time you were stuck in a deep creative rut? How did you break free? She says, I'm going to be honest, this happens to me every couple of weeks. I find that the most effective technique for creative ruts to go away is to do something completely different, like spending time with family, cooking a new dish, or just watching a movie. I've also learned that there is such a thing as too much inspiration, so I limit my time on Pinterest these days to avoid that. It can be really overwhelming to see so many amazing artists or people who are just more experienced than you, so I think stepping away from social media is a great way to reset and renew your intentions. Great advice from Mariam. Uh, something that I should, again, probably learn from. <laughs> and with that, I would like to end Mariam's interview. I think this was really interesting. It was really great to have a Desi artist on the podcast. You know, it's, it's good to have that cultural representation. I really want to extend a big thank you to Mariam for her answers and for very graciously giving me her time. And with that, I will see you in the next episode. Bye. I hope this was an episode that you enjoyed and also you learned something, especially for those of you who want to start their own business. For me, I learned that it's completely okay to be creative in a lot of different fields. And it's also good to include elements of my own identity in my artwork. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next week for another episode of the Pixel Paper Podcast. Mm -hmm.